What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is creator of Top Team Accelerator, developing your high-performing top team. She's a CEO coach and working genius facilitator. We're going to get to know what that means. Please welcome Margie Olson. Margie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Deanna. Hello. Well, you are one of my corporate refugees. I love talking to my corporate refugees because corporate's not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes some real courage to step outside of that comfort and that security to really do your own thing. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about that journey for you. Yep. So it was comfortable. And uh, coming up from where I came, when I got to the point where I had success in corporate America, uh, it was, you you can't walk away from that. This is everything we all have been dreaming of. And so I did, I stayed and I stayed way too long. And what I was noticing when I combined my passions and my natural talents with um, wanting people to have the workplace go well for them yes. so that everybody is getting what they need in a way that <clears throat> helps their lives, what I saw, regardless of industry or organization size or for-profit, non-profit government communities, is they they had the same challenges. Yeah. Uh, leaders and teams did not have a playbook or an expertise that they hired for, for finance, supply chain, uh, whatever. But it took me decades, not an exaggeration, to ever think that I could add value to that equation. I thought, well, if they don't have it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. If, te if top teams can't be high performing, it's out of their hands. It's the market. It's the um, it's the generation. It's the uh, where we're at with um, the the types of products that we have or the types of services. And it took me a lot of reflection and listening to a lot of experts and a lot of mentors to finally say, and my education, I have a doctorate in organization development, and my research was on we've known everything we need to know about high-performing teams. At that point, we'd known it for 30 years. That was 10 years ago. So what is happening that we're not making it happen? That was where it clicked for me. Oh, I have something I can add to them, and I can help them move away from it, even if they don't realize it's possible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it is possible. What is... I guess there's a lot of questions around that because I used to be in corporate. I'm no longer, obviously, and just doesn't, it's not a good fit for me. <laughs> not a good fit. What is missing in from an organization to create a high performing team? So first of all, what is missing is an appreciation that there is an art and science to it and none of it is new. And so when you uh, when you when you hire a lawyer, you know what you're getting. They had to pass the bar. They also learned how to get the information that they don't have when they come to you. So if it, if they're not an expert in a particular area, they know how to get the information. When you hire a tax accountant or a CPA, you know what you're getting. Um, our first leaders and our first teams are anybody in the household when we got started. Yeah. And what is missing in organizations is an appreciation for how the brain operates in general. Again, brain science 101. And I love James Clear, Atomic Habits. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your habits. Mm. And so we often have said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I would say your habits are eating your strategy, your ability to learn, your goals, your desires. It's about how do we learn and then how do we implement? And so what's missing in organizations is number one, the leaders aren't willing to say out loud, I don't know how to do this. 
Yeah. And this this doesn't even matter how big their organization is or if they've been, been uh, the cover of a magazine. They can't say out loud, I don't know how to get these people to stop gossiping and complaining and coming to me to solve their problems, even though I hired them because they're the experts in their field and they're amazing and the team dynamics feel like babysitting. And so I take them through in Top Team Accelerator all the foundational blocks that they hadn't put in place because they didn't think they could or they didn't think it was needed or they're operating under their own autopilot from their what how they're raised and who their leaders have been. And most of them have never been on a high-performing team and have never had a high-performing leader. They just assume that someone else will take care of that or this is the best we can do. Mm. What was the definition of a high-performing team? So you are cohesive and you uh, you talk within the group. You can speak for each other in the group. Your teams that you lead are rowing in the direction of the leader's goals and priorities. You can recite those together and you eventually develop trust, collaboration, and support so that rather than blaming the economy or rather than blaming that latest market rollout, you really are one entity and you start to become a well-oiled machine. And once you get that in place, and by the way, if we want to build trust, we don't go after trust. Yeah. You don't you don't do classes or do offsites to build trust. You put in place self-awareness, team awareness activities, clarity around the leadership's goals and priorities. And then so that's teamwork. Then once you have that in place and you're starting to work together and you're not going to your teams and complaining about your colleagues, mm -hmm. that erodes trust. You're not going to your teams and complaining about the leader or you're not going to your teams and going off on your own because these people aren't making it happen. I have to be productive, so I'm going to go over here. Once you get to the point where you're very open and honest about that, then it's a matter of being clear together yeah. about the goals and the priorities. So I worked with a four-person leadership team who had been together for over a year. And when we had an offsite, because they, they weren't getting traction, they didn't understand why. When we had an offsite to start to talk about it, they each had a different view of where they were supposed to be right now and what they're supposed to be working on. And they worked together every day and thought, oh, I can speak for her. I can speak for him. I know what they're doing. Once you pull that together and you build that uh, clarity and you're doing working genius, which I can explain, we're doing a few assessments that are really critical to help people identify where they're at with self-awareness. And they develop what I call team awareness, which is they are a, a smart, productive, um, cohesive group together. Then it's about are your operations today's operations or are they yesterday's operations, but it's tomorrow's goals and priorities. And one indicator for all organizations is how pretty much all my clients have a dismal track record with their meetings. So meetings are terrible. This is just another example of, well, th that's just how it is. When your meetings are not high-performing meetings, that is an indication of why some of your other issues aren't falling into place or becoming high-performing. It means you're not using how we learn to have better meetings, you're not developing habits and talking out loud about it, and you're not, you don't have metrics around how your meetings are going, and you don't have metrics around behavior. So uh, Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni, developed Working Genius. He also was the five dysfunctions of a team decades ago, and the idea was that we, we talk about how important marketing is and supply chain and operations, but he's saying it's those strategic skills, what we used to call soft skills, it's those strategic skills that will separate you from everybody. And if you can get your whole organization moving in the direct, the same direction, you could dominate any industry. And he can say that after being connected with a thousand teams because they're not doing it because they don't realize. So your meetings, having metrics around those strategic skills, those AKA soft skills, 
that's really where you win. And then the other thing that we do is we uh, one of the modules at the end is performance, which is we do a lot of observing and coaching and um, learning. And then what's what made the change? Great. Check that off the list. And what are some of your more stubborn challenges? And some of those metrics are around behaviors. How? So I no longer gossip. That's a metric. I no longer go to my team and gossip. I come to you as my leadership team and we perform well together. There, we just have open conversations about that, but it, it comes in a way that feels safe and productive and it all uses the work. So a team or a leader would never go to an offsite and have, we wouldn't do role playing and we wouldn't do a case study. We would talk about the work. Yeah. I love that. That So I've been in meetings before where, you know, I was part of a high performing team and I, the, the meeting just felt so dysfunctional. Like I felt like, you know what I'm saying? So you yes, I do up with this and it, it's like nothing to me got accomplished. Right. It was like it would talk about all these different things, but actually the things that we needed to talk about. And imagine that what you're saying is the most solvable issue. And right. we have rocket science people in these companies and they're not solving for that because of a few things that we address right away. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. amazing. So you're basically like a trainer for corporate high for corporate. Yes, and and I'm a mentor and a coach, so I am direct. Yeah. But my clients say that I'm optimistic, and I'm not Pollyanna, mm-hmm. uh, but I do have faith. And the reason is. I've seen it work and they don't realize why it's not working. If they knew why it wasn't working, they would have been able to solve it by now. Yeah. I know why it's not working. We're going to address it that way. And so what at what point or what's the aha moment for your clients to bring you in to help them with these with these issues? So Top Team Accelerator is a 12-month program, but I don't let anybody do the program without spending the first few months with just me coaching and we do a fit analysis. So the first thing we do is fix their meetings, fix the structure of the team. If you've got a 20 person leadership team, that's not a leadership team. You, That's a leadership team in name only, which means there's a little cadre of leaders that are making it all happen behind the scenes. Yeah. That doesn't inspire trust and it also doesn't help the problem. So we look at the structure, we, uh, we fix your meetings and we talk about how this works and how coachable, how willing are you yeah. to be coached? Because they can't look to me and say, ooh, Margie, make this happen. No, and I won't sell that to you. Yeah. So they have to to say that that they're able to have a fit. The first ahas, first of all, they usually are around the structure of the team. And then one of the first things we do is working genius uh, assessment and a couple of other assessments. And it's really taking information that people have had before. So they've done assessments before and they're finally not letting it be one offsite that nobody ever keeps going. And working genius is a wonderful uh, amazing invention where we take Lencioni and his team took the life cycle of a problem or an idea or a product and it, it spells out widget. So it's an acronym W I D G T. W is wonder. So we all have two geniuses, and two of mine, my two, are wonder, which is they are the people who ask the questions and they say, why do we have it this way? Or why don't we have A, B, or C? Right. And then inventors are the people who have ideas. Yeah. That's not me. Discerners, the D, are the people who take look at those ideas and go, I don't think so. Or, oh, yeah, that's going to work. Now, I'm a D. I'm a W and a D. I don't know why I know what I know. Yeah. It is a part of my intuition. It's a part of my ability to track trends and connect dots, which other people have other strengths. G are the galvanizers, the people that pull people together and get them on the path. 
E are enablers. They know how things get done in the organization. And T is tenacity. And they um, like to check off the list and they will make sure that things get done. Why this is so important is most missed deadlines, most burnout of, and churn of a particular product or team or market is because they don't follow in the sequence and they don't have high-performing teams and those teams don't follow working genius. And so you invite me to a meeting and we're in the phase where we're launching now. Yeah. Don't you don't you don't not you don't want my wonder or my discernment. Yeah. Right. You're past that. And I wish it was as that it was more complicated than that. Or your people are all wonders and discerners. Mm -hmm. And all you ever do is talk about things. Yeah. And nobody yeah. has been nobody's the genius in the group who makes things happen. And sometimes we devalue those geniuses. So if I'm the tenacity genius or I'm the galvanizing genius or the enablement genius, people say, well, I think the inventors and the discerners are the really valuable. No, it's all six. And each of the meetings, those are the first ahas is, yeah. I've been, I, we haven't been using my genius. This is the leader and the members of the team. And also, this is why I feel burnt out. This is why I don't wanna do this anymore. I'm operating in my competencies. I'm not operating in my geniuses. And it's not, again, it's not Pollyanna. You really can strategically help people operate in their geniuses and your numbers shoot up almost instantly. Yeah, because it's almost like building blocks. You guys build upon- It is. If you yes. are all using your strengths to to get to get to the same goal. Yes. Right? Yes. So, yeah, that's awesome. So who in the company would reach out to you? Like who, like the typical role? So it it is the leader. Uh, yeah. Somebody else can, but the truth is, I well, president, can. President, yeah, president. CEO, senior division leader. Th this okay. would work well for those leadership teams. I can't pull if I if I get a sense that I'm pulling, we're not the right. Well, team. yeah, yeah, that's that's pointless. And what they typically do, leaders at this level, they typically just watch. Okay. So they'll see all my stuff on LinkedIn, but they won't comment. They won't like it or whatever. And then I have my own way of reaching out and um and. They then, when they're ready yeah. or they want to learn more, the idea is when we jump on a call, they know a lot about me. I would never jump on a call and it would be a quote unquote sales call. I don't do sales calls. Yeah. I can't sell this. It was like if I, like when I was a director of, a, of, a, of an education program, I can't sell education. Right. I need you to do your part. And if you complete it, if it works for you and you complete it, you will have the accolades or the grades or the degree that you want to get. I can't talk them into making these major changes, but I can tell them the clients that I've had love, they would never go back to the old ways. They would never go back to low performing meetings. They would never go back to gossip and complaining. And the other thing that happens with low performing teams is they're always fighting fires and they are always um, solving the same problems over and over again. So you can look back in the last five years and say, okay, but give us a break. We've had the biggest issues that, that people have had, companies have had for a long time. The truth is those big issues, workforce challenges, change in how we show up for work, yeah. um, the you know, supply chain issues in the marketplace in general, the, the yeah. economy, all these big changes. The reason why they're not being solved, and you can just take, take away the macro, just take the micro in your particular organization, is because you can never get to that. Yeah. Or your meetings haven't separated out. So you'll be in a tactical weekly meeting and someone who's strategic keeps bringing up strategy. Or you do it offsite, you take two or three hours to really tackle the workforce issue and someone brings up operations. So they bring up the fire and you spend the whole time doing that. So I'm just here to say, again, not um, being idealistic. 
when you have a sense for who does really what on the team well, you're working your geniuses, and when you get your operations and your processes and these systems in place and the building blocks to do this well, you have freed up time and energy yeah. to, to tap your creativity, the, the meeting of the minds, and start to solve problems. And when those first few problems start to get some traction, it is quite motivating. Yes, I would agree. I love it. Uh, do you have like a success story someone you worked with you know you coded mm -hmm. yeah you came in yeah you helped them. yep so i have a so i have a client who uh when they brought me in they had a leader who was on a performance improvement plan and what that really means is that they were just trying to figure out a way to pull the day together so that they could let this person go yeah and i was um i asked some questions and the answers were vague well the 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 problems in the program which was two years up and running and still not gaining traction, we're sort of being, oh, I think it's, we got to, you know. So I, without saying, I think we should get them off a performance improvement plan or we should look at what's going on here. I just recommended we change their meetings. Um, I recommended tools and processes to put in place so they would know together yeah. rather than talking in onesies and twosies and this right. is a global organization, rather than gossiping or thinking we know together what the issues are, how can we help you set up shop so that at any given of a moment, let's say each of the eight people on the leadership team know the same things. Right. Once we did that and put uh, metrics in place for how to know and tools for um, transparency, first of all, they immediately came off the performance improvement plan and showed the rock star that they were. They had just struggled and struggled and struggled because leaders were spinning and spinning and spinning. Mm. Now multiply that by a hundred. Yeah. Think of the dollars. Think of the churn. Think of all those people that in their communities or that they live with whose day is impacted by what happens with them when they come to and from work. Each leader can count in their organization and multiply it by five or more. You're impacting that many people. Yeah. It's so important for you to be the kind of leader that you always were hoping you would be. And you did not sign up for this to spend a lot of time feeling like you don't know where you're at, you're fighting fires, and you're not getting the results, you need, and you're babysitting. This puts you in the driver's seat with adults, and it feels, it, and it can be fast, and it feels really good. Yeah, I love it, man. Holy cow, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I, I Some of the last companies I worked at, they needed you. Yes. <laughs> the leaders needed you. So as so I can speak from experience as vice president of key accounts and business operations, and I ran a lot of a lot of things. And a lot of my leaders were not high performing. I like to get shit done. Like, all right, let's address the issue. Here's the plan. Let's get it done. And we would get into a meeting together and they would just spin and spin and spin. And I, like, I, I would have, okay, like, let's get back on track here. Okay, I heard this. Well, how are we going to solve the problem? So after that was another lifetime ago. Then when I got into corporate after that and getting into meetings and experiencing the same leaders again, but you're talking larger corporations, like yeah. big and I was just like, wow, the disconnect is so like fast on how they can get their team together because it was just so singular. That makes sense. So. And I love Gino Wickman's quote. So he's traction in EOS. He says, as goes the leadership team, mm -hmm. so goes the company. So it could feel overwhelming to say, let's say I have 400 people in my company or I have 4,000 or 40,000. How do I get all those people rowing in the same direction? The beauty of it is yeah. it's kind of like the adults at home. It's a top-down governance. It's a yeah. top-down ownership of the decisions and the plans, but we work together as a leadership team to find our way. But then 
um, the people then have the opportunity for, so So if you're, you're a leadership team, one of the things we do along the way, once you get up and running is we will run Working Genius for all of your team members as well, and we will fix their meetings as well. So now you're starting to cascade those cultural changes and grow habits uh, across into the organization. These habits, what's so important about understanding that we, you know, 99.9% of what we do every day is autopilot so that our brain can help us stay ready. Yeah. And so we'd all be at the gym and nobody would have bad habits and we'd all be eating this, you know, great food if changing a habit was simple. But once we get those habits down pat, the truth is it is um, you develop the ability yeah. to turn this information and these systems and processes out into the organization and uh and it happens naturally and it might take a while yeah. and without that that those complexities that you're talking about when you start getting that many people together it's just going to continue to feel overwhelming and not give you traction um, without these systems and processes in place yeah no i love it where can people find you connect with you and learn more of working with you mm -hmm. so my website is olson-consulting.com and olson has a silent e it's extra it's O-L-E-S-O-N-Consulting.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Margie, M-A-R-G-I-E dot O-L-E-S-O-N. You can go out on my website. You can download a case study, learn about the specifics of Top Team Accelerator, as well as people that have actually used it and what their results were. And you'll have information for how to contact me. Wow, I love it. You guys, and put those links in the show notes. So if you connect, if you're a leader yourself or no leader out there that could benefit from working with Margie, do not hesitate to reach out to her. Get, just get like connect with her on LinkedIn and see if, you know, to have a conversation, see if it's a good fit. Margie, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I would like to leave with you that it is possible. So um, Len Shioni, it has the CEO of one of the big, the bigger companies. Why aren't more leaders and leadership teams going in this direction and making these things happen? And they said they just don't even know that it's possible. They think somebody else is supposed to do that. It's possible. It's probable. You can make it happen following the art and the science. And it doesn't have to be a huge leadership team. It can be a small nope. one, right? No. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We meet you where you are, but right. then we will adjust based on what we think would be the most important for you in your industry, in your situation, and uh, what we know to be true. Amazing. She's a she's a corporate, like not a corporate trainer, but she's like a trainer for your processes and game on, right, on the right track. I love it. You're so passionate. I'm just like, yes, yeah, like I'm back here. I'm just going to be clapping and like, woohoo, cheer, cheerleading you. along. Uh, Margie, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I was, I learned something and I'm sure the audience did too. And I'm sure there's someone out there that's going to be like, yes, I need to talk to her. And I can't wait to hear how that conversation goes. So thank you very much for sharing what you do. Appreciate it, Deanna. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.